0: Hey, this is Laura Whitmore with the She Rocks Podcast, and today I'm talking to Cara Diaguardi, songwriter extraordinaire, among many other hats that you wear, I have to say.
1: Probably too many hats.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know. I feel like we're the same person. I'm like that too. It's really insane, but...
1: I know. I'm trying to pare it down, to be honest, because it's just too much sometimes. It's not possible. Why am I doing all these things?
0: I figured out that what happens is you pare it down and then you just refill it up with other stuff that comes across Yeah, I think it's
1: genetic. (laughs) It's the way we are, right?
0: It's the way we are. It's okay. Like I look back and say, my life has not been
1: boring. And I'm sure you feel the same way. (laughs) I was just thinking that today when I was saying to myself, why am I doing all these things? Well, at least it's kind of an exciting life. My my dad actually said that to me. He's like, you have an exciting life. I'm like, yes, it's exciting, but sometimes it's really tiring. But you're right. I mean, it's, it is exciting. And I love the mystery of life. Like that's kind of what I'm addicted to. So, you know, for me, when I was writing songs, it was so fun to one day you'd be writing a rock song and then you'd be writing a pop song and then a country song. And I love jumping around. It was so fun, you know, not getting attached to any one thing. And I think that's what ultimately made me a songwriter as opposed to an artist. Um, You know, when I look at artists today, there's so much work that goes into it, you know, from having style, style yourself and, you know, the makeup and the, the travel, although well, not maybe right now, but it's just a lot <laughs> of <travel>. other stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yes.
0: Yes. There's a lot of other stuff beyond being creative or performing yeah. or any of that, any of the fun parts. Um, exactly. Yeah, for sure. So I have to remind you that we met at the launch party for Ingrid. Andres in Manhattan. Oh my gosh! We were sitting on the couch next to each other, chatting,
1: and that, oh yes. yes, 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 that's right. And we were, and it was the day before. I think they closed the offices on Friday of at least Atlantic, and then on Monday we were in pandemic, yeah.
0: and it was literally the last live music. I've Me too. Ever. <laughs>
1: Me too. Isn't that so yes.
0: crazy? So crazy. Oh, Who knew? I mean, that was my birthday too. I was like, okay, I'm going to go out for my birthday. Like, hopefully, I'll be okay in this yeah weird, well, certain times. But yeah, happy belated yeah. birthday! Oh, and I, I can not
1: yeah. believe that. That is crazy. Yes, yeah.
0: yes. and I, I have to say, I've been so happy to see her progress and her success. I know. Um, yeah. Me too. Really fantastic. But thank you. Funny, funny times. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, good for her to have that success during this weird time, too. But
1: well, I actually think it's it's in some ways it's been hard for her, but in some ways it's been this kind of gradual sort of jump into the other side of, you know, writing songs Mm -hmm. because, you know, she's such a born storyteller Um, and she loves that part of being an artist, but then the other part of, you know, lots of media, uh, attention and, Mm -hmm. and interviews and, you know, all the things we were talking about makeup and hair and all these things, um, they're not as creative. So it's, you, you know, this has given her kind of a slower version of what that's going to be like when we're coming out of this pandemic. And I don't think, (laughs) yeah, I don't think that's a bad thing. Yeah.
0: I think that that's the stuff that gets people caught up in the things that pull them away from where they really want to go.
1: Exactly. And and who they really are.
0: Yeah. So tell me a bit about, um, your company art house. And and I think Ingrid is a part
1: of that with, yes.
0: Right. Share a little bit about what that is and and you've been doing it for, for
1: 20 years now. Is that right? Yeah. So it, it basically was born out of necessity. Um, When I was writing songs, I didn't have a publisher. Uh, In the beginning, I was sort of adminning everything myself. And we started Art House with kind of the administration of my catalog. But also we were buying a few catalogs here and there. And then as I was working in the music business, a lot of times I would be vocaling all the songs we were writing. And then I would be producing the vocal um, when the artist was singing them. And to me, that was production. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sitting there guiding the artist, helping them with, you know, how they are, what they're deciding to, to sing there. Is it going to be a falsetto? Is it going to, you know, what's the riff? And the producers didn't look at that as production. Hmm. And I looked at it as production. And they were making all this money as producers. And I'm sitting there in the, in the actual room doing the work with the artists. So finally, I said, you know, I'm, pretty successful songwriter right now. I think what I'll do is I'm going to go out and find some great up and coming producers who are also writers and I will write with them and then we'll co-produce mm-hmm. and we can sign them to art house and that's what we'll do. And I'll kind of get them in the room with the bigger artists. We'll write a few times and then I'll leave and then they can have their own relationships with those artists, mm-hmm. but we'll own their publishing. And that start that started um, kind of a different. Um, phase of Art House's history. And we signed people from whether it was Mitch, Mitch Allen or Marty Fredrickson, Greg Wells. Uh, mm-hmm. At some point, mm-hmm. we had Mike Elizano. And then eventually, you know, we became, we had the Smeezingtons, one guy from the Smeezingtons. So we became a pretty successful boutique operation. And um, really, it was because I, I just got so pissed off that yeah. I was not getting what I felt I deserved. And at the time, there were not a lot of songwriters who had started publishing companies. I think it was one of, probably one of the only females other than maybe Diane Warren. Mm -hmm. There weren't that many females around, um, you know, doing that. And then in in our last sort of phase of Art House or what we're doing now, we looked at very raw talent uh, when they didn't have anything really going on But I knew that they had a gift and I wasn't writing as much, but I wanted to bet on them. You know, I Mm -hmm. was like, Mm -hmm. I I think you're really talented. I don't need metrics. I don't need to know that, you know, uh, you have this many followers to know that you have something special. And that was Ingrid Andrus and that was John Bellion and some of the other people on our roster um, who are having success. So we've really become a development house for for raw talent. And it's something that I think is needed in the industry. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Yeah, I think that's really interesting. And and I, you know, I I get a lot of music in my inbox. And when you hear that one person that stands out among like 3,000, it's really
1: profound, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you know it. (laughs) You do know it. Yeah. You can tell. It's like, okay, this, this person's unique. Yeah. This person's got something different.
0: Yeah. So that that's very cool. Um, it's so interesting to me that you, you saw something broken and you're like, eh, you know what, instead of working in this system and trying to to make this system listen to me, I'm just
1: going to go do my thing. And, exactly. You know, well, for me, it has to have meaning. Yeah. If it doesn't have meaning, then I don't know really what to do with it. Um, you know, money is one thing, but the meaning, kind of like, okay, this area... Is really underserviced. And yeah, yeah. Um, I think I can bring something to yeah, it.
0: That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. I think you're right. I think we need more of that. And I think even though there's so much sort of DIY opportunity out there, it's overwhelming. Like nobody knows really what to do.
1: <laughs> no, I, well, I think it's changing so quickly. Yeah. How could you know what to do? Yeah. You just have to hold on to your piece of, of your, you know, your market and, and drill down on it. You know, it's yeah. like double down on what, you know, right. right. Yeah. Stay true to that. Yeah. Cause that'll kind of, I think take you where you need to go.
0: Yeah. it It, it is. It is interesting. It's like a blessing and a curse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're all on a ride. We're all on a ride. So oh, I first heard your name, you know, when you were on American Idol, um, back when, and, uh, I just was wondering, like, what did you take away from that experience that sort of informed the next
1: steps that you took? Kind of the mentorship. Mm. I think on uh, that show, I had never really spoken to young vocalists or artists, Mm. um, the way that we speak to them on that show. Um, because I'd never would, you know, as a publisher and even as a songwriter, um, you're not really critiquing people. You're more like in the studio working with them and then saying, well, I don't know if I like that line, let's do this or try that vocal. It's, it's more of a interactive thing Mm -hmm. between the two of you. This was like, they stopped singing and you had to basically comment upon what you liked, what you didn't like. And, um, I had never really done that inside the industry. You know, people don't come into your office and you go, okay, well, that was, I love that song, but I really would change this and do that. And here we go. It's more like really enjoyed meeting you and um, I'll call your lawyer. Like that was kind of (laughs) the way it was. Yeah. You know, so this was like a whole new thing and I really enjoyed it because I felt like it made a difference. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that was important. And I, I kind of have adapted it now yeah, yeah. into a lifestyle where you're just mentoring up. You right, know, you're, you're right. finding these talented people and you're hopefully making a difference in their lives while also making money doing it.
0: Yeah. I do think it's interesting. I could sort of put in front of a huge audience this idea of being able to listen to and accept criticism like in the moment, mm-hmm. which exactly I think is really, really hard for pretty much everybody on the planet. Oh, I think it's really <laughs> hard,
1: but it's also, um, it's part of learning. You know, you don't really yes. learn when yes. you fail from, from when you succeed, you learn from when you fail.
0: I think too, like, you know, you go through life and if nobody ever tells you like the hard thing, mm-hmm. like how do you grow out of that? You know, exactly. it's, 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 I think it's part of our culture. Well, it's part of a lot of cultures to stay away from telling people the, the hard thing
1: but, and sometimes you know
0: the hard thing. Yeah, yeah. You just need someone to tell you. Oh, yeah, you found me out. <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah,
0: but I think sometimes, too, even if you do know the hard thing, you don't necessarily know, like, how important is that for you to change or not,
1: you know. Or how to change it. Yeah, or how to change it. Yeah, Or where to even look. I mean, I find with young, young creatives, the thing – that they do the most that i think hurts them is they try to be like other people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like you have to be yourself. And to be a great artist or a great writer, you have to be comfortable in your own skin. Yeah. And you have to be comfortable with um you know, maybe taking those chances. Um you know, saying something that was really private to you that it may make you vulnerable because those are the lines that really affect people when they listen to your music right right
0: it's like constantly bearing your soul to the
1: world yeah I mean, be okay that's with what that. <laughs> yeah that's what that's what makes great music yeah yeah agree I think I mean I, if you're not going to go there why write the song yeah.
0: It's the it's the most gratifying and the most terrifying part of it, right? <laughs> Cuz when people like it, you're like, "Oh, they saw that piece of me and they accepted it and they were okay
1: with it." I think you know? I think that people love when other uh people can be vulnerable actually. Yeah. I think that they I think and I think it's strength and I think that's why they fall in love with certain songs because mm-hmm. they're feeling it but they can't say it.
0: Yeah. I would agree with that 100%. Yeah, and, and even songs from like you know thirty years ago that still have such profound meaning. Yeah.
1: Except maybe "Baby, It's Cold Outside." <laughs> I just, was listening to that this year, and I was like, "That is a little creepy." Yeah, like, well, that happens. <laughs> but too, I love right? it. That but I do, too. I do yeah. love those old, you know, yeah. those older songs. Even though sometimes you're like, you could never say that today, but they are the foundation for so many, you know, of the songs that have come since they came out, you know? So it's, it's interesting to listen to. It's like, I, um, I bought this kind of old house in Greenwich and every time Alexa goes off with an alarm, it kicks back to the 1950s. (laughs) And the guy who lived in this house was a big band leader from the fifties. So I don't know if the ghost doing it or whatever, but I always listen to the music and it's, it's I don't know. So it's very funny. soothing to me. Yeah, it's it reminds me of my grandparents, and it's yeah. sort of the music I listened to growing up. And now sometimes I hear the lines, and I'm like, "Oh boy, yeah. <laughs> didn't say that today."
0: I think that's like that with a lot of things. You look at old advertising, or yeah, you, you get, know, whatever. Like oh my gosh!
1: Like oh yeah, yikes! Terrifying,
0: terrifying stuff. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. let's talk about sing it forward which I think uh, you're in the midst of right now, right?
1: We are actually, the finale is going to air tomorrow. It was, you know, yeah, it was, it was such a fun process. We've been working on it for about a year and it started, um, I have a nonprofit that kind of gives youth a platform to tell their stories through music and it's Idol-esque in that, you know, they're finalists and uh, the prizes are Berkeley summer school summer sessions. Which are, you oh, know, basically cool. shops yeah. during the summer, and and there's mentorships from, uh, you know, some of our judges and other people, and we do these songwriting workshops. Um, we do concerts sometimes at um, pediatric hospitals. We've done a camp um, workshop at a, an asthma camp, and and that's after the actual event um, where a finalist will win that summer scholarship mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but the finalists will then do other programs with us and the whole idea is that these finalists are giving of their time and talent to support youth who are in need so all the money goes back to their own generation yeah that's and cool. you know in return they have mentorship so or an access to to us throughout the year if they have a question or they want us to listen to their music or whatever it is um and we couldn't do those in-person events Mm-hmm, so we mm-hmm. pivoted to virtual, and I was lucky enough to um, have a friend, Pete Gambark, who is the president of a- of and actually the president of Atlantic, set me up with uh, Scott Cherkin from Cover Nation, and we devised this sort of virtual platform where we would pick finalists that submitted to Cover Nation um, a video of them singing an original or uh, a cover that was sort of in the theme of not necessary that they were facing depression but sort of you know an emotional song that really they connected with and then we paired that down to eight um finalists and then we paired those finalists with eight warner artists from charlotte lawrence to um we also have the all-time low we had uh why don't we ingrid was in there. uh grandson uh I'm probably forgetting a few, but you can go to cover nation and check it out. And they mentored these finalists. That's cool. And it was such a cool what an opportunity program yeah. because yeah. yeah, these kids have not been able to really go out and play their music or get any sort of feedback. And to get that feedback from artists who were once in their shoes is pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think, I think they got a lot out of it. So I hope it was a successful um, platform for them, and I love the idea that all the money we're raising is for the National Alliance on Mental Illnesses Youth Ambassador Academy to help youth advocate for their own mental health.
0: Yeah, and that's like a been, you know, gosh, I don't know how to say it. It's been such a thing with everybody oh, being home and everyone having the, to deal with the, the intensity of what's are cr- happening. Crazy,
1: Yeah. Yeah, Crazy statistics for what's going on. Yeah. I mean, I think in youth, it's up 24% uh, from 3% for, like, psychological distress. Wow. Yeah, from from 19, 2019 to now, or 2018 to now.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. that's really hard. Yeah. I think it's just really hard in general for, for, well, I guess we just don't talk about mental health enough, but then... You know, this whole scenario is kind of amplified isolation and anxiety Mm -hmm. and everything else. (laughs) Well, I I
1: think, though, that what's interesting is as an industry, we kind of I don't want to say we profit on it. But, you know, artists are bearing their souls all the time. Yeah. And I think we need to normalize the conversation around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anxiety and depression. I mean, I, I think a lot of us have felt it. You know, I don't I don't I don't look at it as a spot on your head. I look at it as a sharing a moment in time, you know. Right. And hopefully connecting with someone else so that they feel like, okay, there's not something wrong with them.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's uh I, I think you're right. We we're this is heading us in the right direction. We have a lot of work to do. But yeah.
1: Yeah. i do too and the finale is tomorrow and you know anyone who tunes in there's no donation that's too little so
0: can people see it after
1: um yeah yeah. oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. it'll be it'll live on the channel okay for sure (laughs) yeah it's the cover nation youtube youtube channel so.
0: so we'll share that link
1: Everybody listening, (laughs) thank you so much. So great to talk to you. Yeah,
0: it's really cool. So, um, this uh, podcast runs on the American Songwriter Podcasting Network. So, I was just like reading your uh, very impressive bio and thinking about all the people that you've collaborated with, and uh, just wondering if you have any um, tips or thoughts or ways that you approach collaboration that you might be willing to share with our listeners.
1: I mean, I think it's sort of when you get it, do you mean from getting into a room with someone you've never written before or maybe
0: or whatever comes to your mind when I ask you that question? Yeah,
1: I I think it's (laughs) talk about what's going on in your life. Hmm. You know, try to get to know each other as people. Try to find that story um, that's interesting. You know, if it's if someone's going through something in their lives in the room, you probably want to look towards them. Yeah. for something yeah. to pull because, you know, if they have heartbreak or joy or any, any, any strong sense of emotion right. that you can build a song around, you know, something that's real, um, something that people will connect with. I think that's very important. You know, you don't want to really fabricate songs um, based out of nothing because you think, Oh, this will be a cool, cool song. You know, mm-hmm. people would really like this song. It's like people will really like authenticity right. and believability
0: right. right. Yeah.
1: So get to know each other as people. That's a great tip. I
0: think it makes it uh, a little bit more comfortable too, especially if it's somebody that you've never created with. Exactly. To just exactly. take a little time to
1: <laughs> go for a walk. Yeah. You know? Go for a yeah. walk, have a coffee. Right. Don't don't put too much pressure on yourselves yeah. because the creativity comes when you let it. Yes. You know, if you put too much pressure, it's like you're trying to make something happen. Yes. It's like approach it from what are we going to say today? What's someone we're going to listen to for three minutes?
0: Right, right. That's smart. See, I knew you had a good idea.
1: Yeah. Well, the UPS
0: truck just pulled up in front of my house, which means my dogs are going to start barking. All right. minute. Good time time to end this one, right? Yes. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, here they go. There you go. (laughs) Great to talk to you.
1: All right. Take All right. care. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.